0: Against All Odds is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. It has great odds and markets for the NHL, Major League Baseball, and so much more awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook because it's easy to use, because it's safe and secure, and because you get your winnings fast now. Winnings are delivered in as quick as two hours, and it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in, and if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Now sign up with promo code Against all Odds so they know I sent you. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points podcast. Network Cousins out come to you on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, we have spaghetti, we have meatballs, they're fiddling with the knobs. We have babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess and joining me as always. My wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, a degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, bride, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? It's always, always exciting times uh, to have Tate Frazier on. He's going to be on our, nice. buddies, our our very first <laughs> producer, Tate Frazier, back when we were on The Ringer. or was that, Grantland? Was that ESPN? I don't know what that was. <laughs> was ESPN even Legend. on at that? Legend. He was our first producer. One of our favorite guests, obviously going to come on, talk about the NBA draft, which kicks off tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern. Lots of fun. By the way, before I uh, go on to Tate and other stuff in the news, we're going to talk about the hockey game. Game uh, four is tonight. We have our five minute frenzy again, Tate later on. And uh, we'll have picks left and right. But. Do want to say extrapoints.com? This is where these three, the degenerate trifecta, every single day they give their picks. You guys were pointed out, Harry, you weren't in the mix, but Brother Bry and the Parlay Kid, who was this online? Someone on Twitter isolated your picks and said you guys were the best. Tally Site, it's called Tally Site, that's the name of it. And it listed the top ATS experts for the NBA playoffs. And the Parlay Kid was number one at 22 and 9, 71%. Brother Bry in their eighth. Harry, you were not in there. I mean, you should have been. You were like zero and fourteen in Celtics <laughs> games. I don't know why they didn't mention that. Doing
1: football I'm on tally side, I just didn't give out basketball picks on tally side. I'm on there on football. Well,
0: I'm trying to figure out what that. Uh, you didn't give out basketball picks on tally. No. What are you talking about? These guys specifically gave out picks on tally side. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> really. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I they're obviously um, (laughs) they're obviously following our picks from the podcast. I just don't know uh, which ones they're following.
0: Yeah, because the parlay kid is 22 and nine. So he had 31 games. Brian, you were 16 and 13. You had 29 games. And then there are some others who had 70. I don't know. All right, whatever. Either way, thank you uh, for the mention uh, tally site. There you go. You can go there. Tally site is the name of it, but we have the best uh, ATS experts who knew and basketball. I actually think when basketball ended is when our fortune went uh, north. We were six and zero with our baseball picks yesterday, yes, right? Yes. Seven and one with our hockey picks the day before. Maybe we needed the NBA to end to uh, get hot again. But uh, <laughs> good job by us on the baseball. Let's hit the news a little bit. Gronk done. Retires again. I think this is his second retirement. He and Brady now have a total of what four or five retirements, Barley kid? I think it's somewhere let's, in there. Well, let's <laughs> let's uh, take this
3: retirement with the grain of salt, Sal. I sure, mean, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, all these guys. I think. well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask me. I, I I don't think this is forever here for Gronk, right? I this might mm. be like, do I really want to go through a summer of training camp? Uh, yeah. Can I just show up week ten? Or whenever it is that, you know, that makes you eligible for the playoffs. Uh, can I just show up then and play? Yeah. Uh, let's see how the Bucks are doing. Maybe there's even right. another team I can uh, go to at that point. Right. Uh, so I think it's one of those type of things. That's what I think. Um, maybe, it, maybe Gronk means it for real this time, but... Um,
0: yeah, it's a little I, cry wolf. I don't love you know people on Twitter like thank you for all you've done for the game. Like all right, this, I I think it's fifty fifty that he plays this year. Maybe even you know sixty. I don't. I, I would say minus one seventy that mm-hmm. he suits up. I, all we need is like Godwin to turn his uh, ankle or something, and Brady's like whoa 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 we're we're two and three. I need you back Gronk.ing Gronk, and Gronk right. will be like wait I'm not still on this team. What what do you why are you ask me back? Of course I'll come back. Right, Harry, you think he mm-hmm. comes not back? Bad.
1: No, I don't, I don't think so. But yeah, I totally agree that, you know, at some point if it gets to where they're, they're hurting on offense and Brady gives Tom gives them a call say, look, we need you for a couple of games and then we'll see how it rolls. You know, why, why not? Sometimes. Well, because no matter what,
0: that's going to be
2: a good move, right? yeah. I mean, it's a smart move, right? Doing what he's doing. I mean, for like, he, he wasn't probably going to play all the games anyway this season, right? right? He typically will miss a few for injuries. I think it's smart. You know, he can, Come back in the middle of the season if he wants, and uh, you know, it'd take him maybe a couple of games to get back into the swing of things. But then, yep. when they're in the playoffs, he'll he'll be ready to go. I, I think right. it's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I too think he's coming back, but uh, it's a, it's a smart move regardless. I think.
0: Yeah, there's no way to skip training camp other than to retire, right? Unless he fakes an injury or faked reports an injury. Right. But I don't know if that's the way to go. All right, well, let's let's for fun say that this is it for him. Is he the greatest tight end ever? I. I think he is. I Ooh. do. Yeah. I'm looking at the numbers here and I probably shouldn't even look at the numbers because just his mere presence puts him. I think number one, I think he changed the way defenses guard tight ends. Like I really don't or cover tight ends. I'm looking most yards by a tight end who here's, who's ahead of them. It's Gonzalez. It's Witten. It's gates. It's sharp. Um, I like, you know, I know three of those guys personally. I like them. So I have to be careful what I say. But OK, so Gonzalez at 270 games, 15,000 yards, Gronk 143 games, 9000 yards, only 19 touchdowns fewer in 127 games. And then you go playoff touchdowns and it's not even mm-hmm. close. I guess Kelsey could catch him. But I don't know, Harry, who's ahead of uh, Gronk in your, on your tight end rankings?
1: I think just, uh, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, you get the 13 seasons, 13 seasons of 850 or more yards. Uh, mm-hmm. like you mentioned South 15,000 yards, but he had double the, double the receptions, more than double the receptions in Gronk had for his career at 1,325, 111 touchdowns Gronk has 92, which is very impressive beyond belief for a tight end for touchdowns. But still, I think it's going to be Gonzalez a little mm. bit more.
2: I
0: just, there's one, I think it's a year we, um, Remember when we had Matthew Berry on, we were in Dallas with Tate Frazier was with us right there. Right. It was that summer convention Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Cousin Andy's convention there, Romo's cousin. Um, It was the year before I believe Gronk had, it was a great stat that Matthew Berry had Gronk. If you took away his 17 touchdowns that year, he was still the highest scoring fantasy tight end in the league. Really, Mm -hmm. really nuts. But Parley kid, what Mm -hmm. do you got? Where do you have Gronk on your list? Oh, you
3: know, we got to, uh, We've seen some good ones. I mean, you know, Sal. We've got to a lot of years of uh, Witten on the Cowboys. Yeah. Was Whitten, absolutely thirteen
0: thousand yards, seventy four touchdowns, two hundred seventy. Actually, one wow. more game than Gonzalez. Yeah.
3: Surprisingly enough, with Witten, uh, he never had double figure uh, touchdowns, which mm-hmm. I was surprised about. You know, like he never had uh, no. more than nine. Nine was his high. Hit that once, Sal. Right. So in all those years, right. It uh, seems like you know he, he would have been more of a uh, a red zone. Presence, but I guess you know some of those years they they had some other good receivers, whether it was uh, Owens or um or Dez to snag some of those away from him. Um, so him, you know, Gonzalez was great. Uh it's hard for me to. I would still say, like, you know, one tight ty- Gronk is the man, Sal. Gronk is the man. He's the oh, greatest. Yeah. Uh, that's not to discredit some of the good ones we saw. I mean, I, there were some years when we saw like uh, Kellen Winslow Senior. Right. right. Like in, in the 80s, early 80s uh, with uh, Air, Correale, Air Correale, that, probably that the best team to not make it. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. So but I, nobody, I think, did it uh, both ways in terms of blocking uh, and receiving, uh, especially in clutch moments, too, like like Gronkowski. Winslow
0: had big numbers in the era yeah. where the passing wasn't. The primary focus of an offense. Well, that uh, that right. offense it was, but uh, not not right. league wise. Yeah, I think right. it was like thirteenth in
4: tight Kelsey, end. Kelsey, by
1: the way, guys. Kelsey, by the by the by the time the season's over, Kelsey will have more yards, more yards than Gronk. He's yeah, I'm looking at that.
0: Snap. Yeah, if he gets 280, he'll pass him. Yeah, I think this oh, is right. going to be a time when he's the greatest tight end of all time. You think so? Sure. I, I was thinking that. I think he maybe. slowed down. I don't know, Brian. What do you think with Kelsey?
2: Well, it's tough. Kelsey's going to probably, he's going to end up being top three. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You don't look at him the same way as Gronk, right? At, well, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I, I do think if Kel, if Kansas City maybe gets another championship, right? And sure. you know his numbers just keep going way up. He might be looked at as the best overall, just in terms of pure numbers. But Gronk There's right. hundred
1: more yard, but, more catches than Gronk. Yeah, too. I will that, just right. say
2: you always kind of the impact of Gronk though with Brady. Right? There was there stretches true, where Gronk true. wasn't playing. Right? And those were the games that they lost. Right? Or right. lost in the yeah. playoffs where you're like, oh man. And when mm-hmm. you look back at it, you're like, oh yeah, they lost that game because they didn't have Gronk. It, it was just that you know. But. Yeah, Kelsey I, I, Kelsey
0: benefited from Tyreek Hill longer yeah. than any of these other quarterbacks did with uh, uh, a receiver of that nature, right? I'm looking at that Gates. Yeah, I don't totally know. Totally fair. Maybe when. Yeah. Maybe uh, when. Right. Maybe when. Maybe. But maybe Sal. Whitten. Yeah.
3: If we put Gronk on, say, um, uh, I don't know. The Jacksville Jaguars. Well, is he just Atlanta.
0: another player? Is he just another tight end? I mean, put him on those Atlanta teams. Let's replace Tony Gonzalez with mm-hmm. him. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of no, think a I'm just making the Jeter reference. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to get to Jeter in a second. No, no. And it's great, too, because Harry, and I'm, I'm going to throw it right at him because his bottom line is he goes to numbers all the time, right? But except when not it's Jeter. Not all the time. Not all the time. No, no only when it's not Jeter. Yeah. That's the only time we okay. go to numbers, yeah. Uh, all anyway, all right. Or we've, Romo. We've, uh, Romo and Jeter. We've settled Romo. that exactly. Right. We've settled that greatest Mac- tight end more Mac- touchdowns <laughs> than Romo. Hey, I like this greatest tight end. I I, li- I don't normally like saying who's the best. Let let's do this. Let's do this more often. Let's do it right now. LeBron or Michael Jordan? No, forget. It. All right. Anyway, back to uh, so big big moment yesterday on against All odds. Manny Ramirez. I don't know. He was quoted, and now it seems out of contact saying out of contact saying. Uh, Derek Jeter on the Royals. What's of course on the Royals, he would be an average player or an average name. Is that what it is? But he meant more like that.
3: Like he he would just be another player. He said, like, yes, basically saying, but he could have put anybody into that. He probably could have said David Ortiz. uh, He was just saying, like, playing in that big market. You're just such it's just a different type of feel. Of, 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 yeah. Uh, it, his exact become.
0: quote is You got to understand this. If you haven't played in Boston or New York, you're not in the big leagues. And then followed it up with saying, You know, Derek Jeter's just an average name in Kansas City, which I'm not sure I agree with even that. But then went on to say he's the greatest. So he was taken out of context. Harry, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say that your comments were also taken out of context. Or do uh, you just wanna... He's the greatest.
1: The greatest? What? What's do the greatest at? Because everyone, <laughs> whenever, whenever someone makes a comment like that, the next day, two days later, everyone backtracks. After they they, back-track. kind of no, t- after they, not, they isolated well, the shittiest part of the interview. Feelings. That's what they do. They- and, that is me, the, and then the media jumps His uh, agent, his publicist says, Look, maybe you should go back and say it's something. No. <laughs> Even though
0: <laughs> there was you know, no retraction. Whatever you here. feel, you that feel. Is- All right. Let me, let me just put it this way. It's June 22nd, right? So whatever's in the news sports wise is going to get amplified 10 X, right? Because we have shit to talk about until football returns, you know, Uh, hockey's going to be done soon. This NBA draft. Okay. So we're all Wimbledon out and whatever uh, golf tournaments coming up. So everything's going to be magnified. They took that little line from a a whole interview and then he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That's not at all what I was going to say, but so, okay. So Harry, you are not, Backtrack. Your agent did not tell you to retract your statement. an apology, I'm Harry. Not, I, I, listen, I have, an okay, Darren, apology. Darren, yeah. look,
1: Darren, let me ask you this. Okay, Jeter started what? 95, 96? First five years, if he was on that, sh- all those crappy Royals teams, what are the stats for five, five years after five years <laughs> being in the <America, laughs> major? What you are the c- stats? Well, Come look, on. how about this? How about this?
3: Where is it easier not to... Not a home po- run park, by the way, either. H- Harry. Not a home run park. Where so is it? Where is it easier to perform in? I know. New York or Kansas City. It's probably easier to, to perform in Kansas Stadium. City. Maybe he hits 360 in Kansas City without the scrutiny in Kansas City. Right, it's much easier to give wrong picks on Best Bet Corner compared uh, to extra points when nobody's listening. Right,
1: much easier. George uh, Brett
0: managed to be a great uh, player.
1: You wrote oh, that player. last <laughs> night. Did you write that? You wrote that last night. <laughs> you definitely wrote that last really, night. It really that. just came to me. But seriously, it, the hard, One of the hardest things to do
3: in all sports is to perform in New York.
0: Okay, this right? is a, this is a nonsensical argument, and I hate that I'm defending Derek Jeter because. He's not even one of my favorite players. and I hate the Yankees, but he's sixth <laughs> in history in hits, Harry. And go ahead and take away those 800 hits that you claim to have seen that you think were errors, which is nonsense. <laughs> I know it's just trying to get every, uh, everyone around up. Uh, no.
1: The Oakland play with Giambi, he was out of position. Come on. sixth.
0: Okay, let's just go by hits, which yeah, you would say is probably a good qu- a quantitative um, a, a category yeah, of value, okay. right? Sixth Look, okay. all-time. You know, sure. baseball has been around 130 years. How many? Sixth. I mean, okay. I'm looking at this list of leaders and hits. I understand. The next 30 players, you certainly would say the top five were in the- should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose has his own issues. The next 30 players, you would say, are shoe-ins for the... Harry, should Tony Gwynn be in the Hall of Fame? He has fewer hits than, than Derek Jeter. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I'm looking at this list. I like He did stiff me for an interview. <laughs> By the way, maybe we should get an answer on that. That really could validate a lot of uh, what Harry's saying. Maybe Omar Vizcal, who's 44th on the list. But I don't know how far we have to go down before you have to say these guys don't belong in the hall. Boy, hey, uh, okay. Harry Sixth, starts at number impressive. six. I'm
1: not going yeah. to say that's not impressive, Sam. That's definitely impressive. But, boy, I will say that... Uh, Watching the Yankees, a lot of, a lot of more swinging bunts. A lot of them. You barely a lot of them watched the Yankees then. What is little, he talking d- about? Over the first baseman's had just a lot of, a lot of those
0: hits. A lot? A lot like of thousands hits. a lot? Or just yeah, yeah, or just a hit. thousand, okay. say a thousand of those. All right, this guy's nuts. <laughs> I mean, we got it. Really, we're going to have to drug test him before every show. Swinging
1: bunts.
0: Yeah, okay. Swinging bunts. All right. Again, I'm in a the terrible position there defending you know. Derek Jeter but this is a uh, nonsensical just so fortunate baby face what do you what do so you think fortunate. of this whole thing
2: this is absurd and and harry he he i think he replaced tony fernandez at 20 years old in new york and then never gave up his his job for 20 years i mean it makes no sense and i'm i'm ashamed <laughs> that you wouldn't apologize this is now one great. of
0: yeah. One of yeah, the top positions yeah, yeah. in tw- like quarterback all for all Cowboys, in shortstop in the Cowboys.
1: He hasn't given up that health teaching job.
2: <laughs> huh? Harry, Harry, you would be great at running <laughs> Jurassic Park because you never learn from your mistakes. You <laughs> from your
4: mistakes. <laughs> exactly.
0: Jurassic Park. All right. Uh, let's get going here. Oh, golf. I mentioned golf. Step up to the tee. Uh, Take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook right now. New customers can bet the tour with a no sweat first bet. If you don't win, get up to a thousand dollars back in free bets. What do we have? The Travelers coming up? Yeah, it's Rory. a good tournament. Yeah, do it. Bet up head to head Rory versus DJ. Uh, you outright finish in the top 20. Oh, bet Sebastian Munoz, the great Sebastian Munoz, to finish in the top 20. Things like that. Great promotions every day. Safe and secure app. You get paid fast. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code Against All Odds to get started with your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Yes, promo code Against All Odds. All right, listen, let's take a quick break. And then the great Tate Frazier joins us. All right, here he is. You know, the last time we spoke to him, he had no voice from celebrating the Tar Heels, putting an end to the Coach K era. That was back in April. And he finally got his voice back. One half, let's face it, the better half of the Titus and Tate podcast. <laughs> Our good pal, Tate Frazier, is here. What's happening, Tate?
4: Oh, yeah. It's so great to, to be back. So great to be back. And uh, <laughs> I love that you brought up that great moment in time, Sal. I hope that every time I come on this show, you bring up that game, <laughs> that moment, that time, because. Uh, I want to relive it forever. It was the best.
0: I was thinking, has anyone heard from Coach K since <laughs> the loss in the national semifinal? I just I mean I just read that he said he wouldn't attend any Duke games this season, but is that you really might've put him away?
4: Well, we, when I was in North Carolina last, uh, about a month ago, coach K had a town hall, um, in Durham to celebrate his legacy while I was in town. It was brought to you by Sirius XM. So he's doing a lot of, it's very Trumpian of him. He's doing some under the radar rallies and things, you know what I mean? I see. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, a. Uh, that, that seems to be what his M.O. is. But, yeah, Coach K, I call him Mr. K now, Sal. He's not a coach anymore, even though he kept <laughs> his office at Duke. Um, really? I only refer to him as Mr. K. So I, I hope Mr. K is having a great life, uh, you know, outside of basketball.
0: Mr. K is um, even more, I, I, I don't know, I think it's you're, you're giving him more credit than the, even Coach uh, K. K. Mr. Uh, well, uh, Mr. T isn't really. <laughs> yeah, okay, that could go either way, I'm saying. Uh, all right, before we talk NBA draft, hey, I want your thoughts on Steph Curry. Mm. Four championships, finally gets the finals MVP. Does this put him in your top 10 players all time? Davidson retired his number. They're like, oh, this guy's got the goods. We didn't notice. He had three championships, but now, now we got to retire his number. You what were you? A lot of people have to rank players. We we did it with Gronk. I still have Curry over Gronk. No, where do you have Curry in the top ten? Or yeah, at all? I,
4: I feel like Davidson had a rule, right, that he had to graduate before that they would retire his number. It was a very okay. old school thing, so that's why they had to wait. But also hilarious that they still made him graduate. That's a you know very North Carolina private school thing to do. But <laughs> respect to, to Steph Curry for that. And uh, you know, I I kind of look at it where you know in my head, I always thought Magic Johnson. Right when you say best point guard ever, you would just say Magic Johnson. That's where you would mm-hmm. start. He's the best point guard ever, and he's the only guy that won a championship you know on Boston's court in 1985 mm-hmm, until yeah. Steph Curry just did it. So, uh, the way that I kind of, you know, compartmentalize it in my head is kind of that passing of the torch where when someone asks me who the greatest point guard is, I'm going to say probably Steph Curry, right? I would have usually said Magic Johnson, then I would have said Michael Jordan, then I would have said probably LeBron James as a small forward even though I've, you know, heard um, Elgin Baylor, I've heard Larry Bird, you know, whatever. But I think the the way that I put Curry in my mind is he's the greatest point guard ever. I think Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward ever. I think Michael Jordan's the greatest shooting guard ever. I think LeBron James is the best small forward ever. And I hmm. think you know at center it's Kareem. But you can argue to me Shaq because I saw Shaq dominate. You know, um, you could argue Hakeem Olajuwon, who Shaq said was better than him. Right. So people
0: I love just, Olajuwon. People love that's the one where you talk to yeah. ex-players and everything like that guy got a, well, not a raw deal, but, and his game would translate and he'd be getting yeah. threes today and everything. And don't sleep on a kid. You know, you got to put Wilt and all those guys uh, uh, that we never, never saw. Uh, <laughs> Bill Russell,
4: there, but, right? Yeah, yeah Bill Russell. Yeah, sure. But, yes. but I think Curry's actually in that conversation and I used to kind of say that, you know, I used to, you know, when he first kind of came out, I was a big Curry guy, you know, I was coming out of North Carolina. I used to watch the late night games and just be like, this guy's incredible. Um, so I'd always say he was going to be like Michael Jordan level, but I, I kind of thought it was facetious. But now he's actually in that conversation and, you know, the same amount of titles as LeBron. Right. That's a whole nother uh, aspect yeah. of this. That's pretty shocking. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think legacy wise, Steph Curry, I'm going to say is the greatest point card ever, even though it right, really well, isn't just a point card.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But honestly, to make it official, we really should check in with Harry, who doesn't think Derek Jeter's uh, Hall of Fame well, material. But go <laughs> ahead. Gonna, go well, ahead. guess
1: what? I was just going to mention to Tate too. Tate, you just mentioned like eight point cards uh, are the greatest. We're Stockton on your list. I mean he's point
0: guards, he did? <laughs>
1: yeah. where did I guess where LeBron's a point, point guard
4: now. LeBron's a point guard. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he was when he listed his point guards, I I think Stockton's I definitely up I there. Remember. I think I mean, he, uh, yeah, I think
2: he's considering when when Tate gave off uh, Jordan as shooting guard, LeBron as small forward. I think he thought uh, he was listing uh, point guards, okay. <laughs> Magic point
4: guard. Yeah, him. Magic was the bad. He said it was
0: between. It seemed to me it was between Magic and Steph, and now you're taking Steph. But Harry heard six other uh, point guards. Oh, the, anyway.
4: the only other point guard I would throw in there is Isaiah Thomas, right? I mean, he he's the only yeah. short small guard. Card, right, that's like Curry that's actually in that conversation. But I mean, for me, it's magic, Isaiah LeBron. No, I'm kidding. Uh sorry, Harry. I, I will stop posting
0: <laughs> Listen, Harry's he'll never change his opinion or his shirt. So the, that's all we're that's all we're saying. All right.
1: I will worn this one in a while. Hey I like it here.
0: Uh, yeah. Now Draymond Cycle Green. Money. Draymond Green. Like Travis loved it. Basketball podcasts. Where do you rank him? Um uh, do you still do a better podcast than Draymond Green? Yes. He's doing it right after every game. Did that bother you?
4: <laughs> we talked about that on our show. Titus uh, declared yeah. to the world that everyone that does a podcast is a loser. So therefore, Draymond Green is a loser, <laughs> um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, I felt bad for Draymond. I mean, the worst thing that you have to do is when you when you want to celebrate and you have to go record a podcast. And I had that mm-hmm. feeling in New Orleans, you know, Titus. I I was with my family. we just beat Coach K. Everyone's like, we're going to Bourbon Street. We're going out. And I'm like, I got to go find Mark Titus so I can talk (laughs) on a a YouTube live channel about uh, the end of Coach (laughs) K. But, you know, you feel for Draymond in that sense because he has to go do some work after a game. But I loved how quickly it flipped from everyone was like, this guy is horrible. The podcast is ruining him to that's just Draymond being Draymond. New media. You know what I mean? And it's all based on results as everything is. So. I, right. I find it more comedy than anything. And I also love that Draymond and JJ Reddy act like they have no agenda, but the agenda is obvious. Like they're just trying to defend the players of their generation. You know, they're just going on these shows and just like yeah. fighting back. They never say a bad word about Kyrie. They're like, Kyrie has fans. Everyone loves Kyrie. I'm like, in what world?
0: You know, I was thinking <laughs> hey, about Trent. it and you know, there's enough of these games now on YouTube from the seventies, the eighties and nineties and the last 20 years. And I don't think it's like this in any other sport. Like I could watch a baseball game from the eighties and be like, yeah, that's as pleasing as it is to me now, visually, visually football, the same thing, because I appreciate a 42 35 game and also a 16 13 game. So, um, you know, maybe they ran the ball way too much in the seventies, but at least in the last 20 years, I don't think there's been a monster difference in, in terms of how the game is played and visually how pleasing it is. NBA If I showed you a game, a three-hour game, what would be the most – like, I feel there are too many threes right now. The team is going 10 for 37, and they're out of it. So I don't like the 2020 game. Um, Obviously, the 1985 game is a little slow. We like the ISO ball, but, you know, we like Anthony Mason. That's fine. I'm kind of thinking around the turn of the century is the best in terms of if I'm going to watch – a three hour game and, and guys spotting up, but not that much from three and Shaq. And there was still a bunch of big men dominating inside. I'm curious to know your position on this. What's the best aesthetically pleasing look for an NBA game?
4: I think right now, you know, we're kind of fighting. Uh, we joke on our show, we call it a culture war. But there is kind of that going on where there is the the three-point variance that we have to deal with, which is guys, like you said, I mean, you go 10 for 37, the other team goes 20. Grant Williams won a game against Giannis Antetokounmpo because they basically said, you can shoot these threes and we'll play the percentages. And guess what? In this one night, <laughs> in this one occasion, right. the percentages were in his favor. And the best player in the world lost to this team. That shouldn't happen, and that's why I feel like as fans, you watch that, and you're like, I feel like I'm not getting what I what I want to see here, right? I want to see, in my best you know version of this, I would like to have seen the Warriors face Giannis, and I hope next year we do get to see that because then I think the one team I, I give the pass on the perimeter game is the Warriors because they have the two shooters that on a bad day they shoot 45%. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. every one of these other teams, they're trying to shoot 45% on their best day. And that's not what you do. That's not who you are. So they're all imitators. They're all copycats. It's not fun to watch. Like you said, it's just like aesthetically, you're like, ew, get this out of my face. But I also don't want to get back to isolation basketball. No, I get it. That's why I'm thinking
0: like 2005-ish. And then it's also the case like every team has a superstar, which is great nowadays. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case 15 years ago. But Parley, kid, you know what I'm saying here? Maybe 2000, I'm, I'm trying to think what... What looked the best to me, where it wasn't just 63s being hauled. Yeah, well, no, it's
3: hard yeah. for me to say, too, because... Spurs basketball you know,
4: 2005 know. feels pretty good. Which, which, what'd you say? 2005? Yeah, yeah Spurs basketball.
3: Yeah, that was... The, the Spurs changed some things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, South because, you know, I still just as a fan, like, it's hard for me to say, because I'm always going to harken back to the, the Knicks <laughs> days when they yeah. had... Uh, you know, when they were fun to really watch, when they were just yeah. competitive. So from that point of view, you want to see your team be competitive and be in the chase for a championship every right. year. In terms of, uh, you know, what – it's really hard for me to say, like, if what, what watching now is better than it was. Uh, I could just tell you that I just remember, again, I could look it up. I should look it up and see. But it just seems like the games just aren't really – there's no – really close battles like the way they used to be, at least. And that's, D- that's just in my head. Yeah. Darren,
1: we've also talked about how there's the post game. No one's posting up down low. They don't use that for a, uh, to exploit some uh, other teams. Yeah, it's I, all threes well, or it's just, well, there's two big men. Ruffle, there, there's you know? two yeah. good. Right. Great well, big men. again,
3: and what do we consider like ISO ball? Because, uh, you know, I still think there's, there is ISO ball today. Like yeah. in, in a lot of cases, there's still, you see, uh, you know well that's what a, happened a the Celtics too.
4: started playing iso ball while they were trying to play that small ball perimeter game also you know they they kind of got lost in their own identity because they had reverted back to their old ways which was let's go iso and then it's like Jason Tatum just trying to get to the basket or take a step back three right right, right mm-hmm. exactly that's all it was.
3: I, yeah I, I i agree with that Tate and it's definitely going to be interesting to see you know what happens going forward but i i do agree it would have been nice to see probably Milwaukee, there, right against Golden State. Yeah, been, and, and I'm not even up.
0: saying that. You know, I get it. As as the as the players get faster, as they get better from shooting from long range, it's it your your whatever era you're in, that's the best team. Like the 2022 Golden State Warriors could sweep the 2005 Spurs, and I'd be like, all right, that makes it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's better to <laughs> yeah. watch, right? Like I agree. they're better oh, yeah. players, but anyway, all right, we could talk about this forever. Let's talk about this draft now. Uh, Brother Bry pointed out yesterday or the other day, um, it's been a while since we've gone this long, uh, right before, this is a day before the draft now, and we still don't really know who's going first to the Orlando Magic, right? So there's odds set up, and the number one pick is supposed to be Jabari Smith from Auburn at minus 260, uh, Paolo Bancaro plus 260. That has gone uh, up, and Chet Holmgren, four to one odds. Is third. First of all, let's get you talking about Holmgren um, Tate. Like, there's two two schools of thought here, right? With Chet Holmgren, like, it's funny. Uh, goofy seven foot white guy dominated a shit conference. Going to be tough to translate into a solid everyday NBA player. Or, hey, the league is in need of a big man. We just talked about it. There's only two of them, right? It's uh, it's Luca, and it's uh, whom I forget well, one, but forget who's the other great center. Why am I forgetting that there's two great centers now? Or uh or um talking uh, about Jokic? You yeah, not Jokic. Luka. Yeah, I forgot the names already. Jokic <laughs> and Embiid are the two centers. <laughs> be nice if we got another big man in there, was a force down low. He had nineteen points a game, thirteen rebounds, five blocks. If we could add thirty pounds to his frame, you got a guy who can make some noise for some years. Where which camp are you in right now with Chet Holmgren?
4: I'm in the camp of I'm fascinated by Chet. I believe that Chet's number one quality and the reason why I am fascinated by him is his defense like you're talking about. I think the fact that if you're an Oklahoma City team that has stashed all these picks and you've been playing towards the 2030s, right? And you've been Mm -hmm. looking for one guy to start that actual build of a team. Chet makes a lot of sense just based on who they are. Their, their ideals for the future, the ideal of having a, a five that can switch on to a one and guard him. I mean, the most famous play of Jets career is not even something that happened at Gonzaga. It was at Steph Curry's camp where he took Steph Curry off the dribble and then <laughs> dunked right. on him. Right. And he has like that the folklore about him. And I think that is what is tantalizing the offense that could develop. But I worry about him putting on weight. What that will actually do to his frame, you know what I mean? And he is so unique. I'm worried he could be fragile. But the good news is that Steph Curry is the best player right now in basketball, and he's six foot three. And yes, he's put on you know a lot of weight, or at least has tried to. Mm-hmm. And you hope check can do the same thing. So I don't think it's the same physicality. So check can survive. I think his shot blocking. I think his anticipation. I think those things are all very unique to him. I feel like if you're the magic, your worst case scenario is that you take Jabari Smith, you know, he can average 20 points a game, but you fear that he is another guy, right? That they, There's a lot of guys that can average 20 points a game. If they get 20 shots, Chet is different and he doesn't need 20 shots to have an impact on a game. And I like guys that can have an impact without having to take shots away from somebody else. So in that sense, I, I really am in on Chet. I'm not sure that he wants to have the pressure of being the number one pick. It might be great for him if he goes number two to Oklahoma City. They build around him, like I said, and he, he is kind of their foundational piece and he can kind of be out of the way. No pressure. They're not trying to win games right now and he can develop his skills. So in that sense, I like him more to OKC than I would number one to Orlando because being number one, there's a lot of profile that comes with that, and I'm not sure he's ready to be that guy.
0: Right. Okay, so now what Harry heard there is that you are automatically putting Chet Holmgren in your top ten point guards of all five. I don't know. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know what saying? Oh. I
4: don't know. Maybe. He's up there uh, with magic. I work for Orlando.
0: <laughs> so you told us earlier that uh, – I think this was before. I can't even tell what was, was recording or not. You said you talked to Bill Simmons, and you reminded him that um, – You had predicted Jabari Smith would go number one Mm. uh, overall in the NBA draft. And he said to you uh, um, on the phone, he's like, I told you that Jabari Smith would go number one. (laughs) And then he hung up the phone, but you, you actually have been calling this for a
4: while, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly how it happened. Uh, <laughs> no, Jabari Smith. I mean, we at Auburn, I saw him, you know, and I was like, this guy's unbelievable. And the reason why I was watching Auburn so you know closely is because Walker Kessler transferred from North Carolina. I was trying to keep up with him. Walker will be another first round pick, but. Jabari's an incredible scorer. He's 6'11". We joke all the time on our show about there's the next Kevin Durant, but he probably is the closest we've seen as far as shot making and how he plays and things like that. So he checks the boxes, the box of being a number one pick. I can't believe he's actually, it looks like going to be the number one pick. And what's so funny is I have a source with the magic that I thought was going to give me intel. And I thought I was going to be able to break who they're going to take with the number one pick. And he has not said a word to me about Jabari Smith. I've asked he never responds. But he's talked to me and said they love Paolo Bancaro and that they love Chet Holmgren. So I feel like it's all a smokescreen oh, wow. and they're going to take Jabari Smith number one. Okay. Um, and if good. that happens, I'll feel, uh, you know, I, I I will feel good that at least I got something right in this life. Coach K, <laughs> I got that right. And I got Jabari Smith going number one.
0: That's pretty good. That's a pretty damn good resume. I would say <laughs> Thank Jabari you. You. Smith and, and and Mr. K or whatever you call him K, all right, K, So yeah. if that happens, you like Smith first, Holmgren second, Bancaro third to Houston. Is that how uh, you're predicting your three?
4: Yeah, apparently Houston really loves Paolo Bancaro. And uh-huh. uh, it makes a lot of sense because Jalen Green is very similar superstar "Quote unquote," um, as Paolo BenCaro, I think that they actually um, will probably be really good friends. They seem to have hmm. a lot, of, a lot in common, and they both thought that they should be the number one pick, right? Jalen Green went to all of his interviews and said, "I, I, I am the number one pick." Paolo BenCaro right. has been doing the same thing. He's impressed people in interviews, and people like the fact that he thinks he's the best player in the draft. And uh, Houston especially likes that, and that's why they got rid of Christian Wood, right? You know, Paolo I Bencaro's guess so. 6-10, I don't know. So yeah, I guess that to play would make there, sense. To play the five.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, Harry. So that takes care of the first three. Let's go over some of these props all listed on FanDuel.com/slash Against All Odds. Harry, you are pinpointing the number four pick exactly. Sacramento, mm-hmm. you say, takes Jade Nivey out of uh, Purdue. Yeah,
1: at minus one thirty. Uh, yeah, you know it. Six four. Great wingspan. Great pedigree. Do his mom played WNBA? Play. Uh, she's the head coach at Notre Dame. Uh, he can probably, as a, as a rookie, probably any given night, give you 20. Underrated rebounder for a guard. Uh, and I love, uh, I love watching the tournament uh, when he didn't settle for jumpers. He would drive the lane. He would get easy hoops inside the paint. Uh, does turn the ball over a little bit. Uh, I think he would need to work on his defense. But considering the type of team Sacramento is, Tate, in terms of give up a lot of points, score a decent amount of points, uh, he's kind of a usual player that would fit into the Sacramento
0: team. I think you keep saying to Tate, like you're just talking to Tate, but there's the other three to of see, us. Hear Tate's
1: Tate too. The
4: whole o- other audience that's okay. listening, but okay, go ahead. Tate. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me, Harry. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think that Ivy should go forth, right? I think he honestly should be in the conversation to go in the top three, but for whatever reason, he's been deemed a tier below these other guys. He's got a quick first step. He's great going downhill. He's kind of like an Anthony Edwards, John Morant type guard in this new NBA that we live in, which is basically get by somebody and get to the basket um and get us a bucket and i i really like the idea of him being next to kate cunningham i think kate cunningham is a great guard but he has a glaring you know blind spot which is his athleticism and if you put a guy like ivy next to him you take care of that and you shore that up and you get ivy to buy in on the defensive end and i think if you're the pistons you're looking at it and you're like we got isaiah thomas joe dumars here you know we got two high level guards that can really be really good in this current nba Um, I think that the Kings really like Murray, Keegan Murray. Apparently Sabonis and uh, De'Aaron Fox took him to dinner. So that's the only thing that worries me about uh, Ivy going there. And Ivy said he hasn't talked to the Kings. And the reason why is because his management said, we will not talk to the Kings, but there is a chance.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, this pick sucks. then.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But there's a chance. There's a chance. There's a chance chance that they just take him and use him as trade bait. Right. Right, right, And that's that's probably what they do here. They probably take him at four. Mm. And that's probably a good bet.
0: I do worry because. All right. So that's the top four right there. But does it does it usually go in order? Is there usually a screw job somewhere yeah. in the top four? And then Parley. The top Kidd, four five. Parley Kidd thinks he has the number five picked right here.
3: Yeah, well, look, this is a little bit of a long shot here, son. I do think I, I do I agree with what Tate is saying. I mean, Ivy really mm-hmm. should go fourth in this draft. Um I'm hoping if I could have found it I, I maybe one of you guys saw the odds I, I'm I'm still holding out hope and think it could happen with the Knicks moving up to try to get that fourth pick because they love Ivy um mm. and they've made it known that they would love to get him uh so uh, I think he'd be a great fit for the Knicks so if if you could find odds on Ivy going to the Knicks they don't uh, have
2: those yet but I, we should later I would, in the we day. should yeah. see those I I just don't know what the hell the Knicks give up for that
3: yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we've talked, the Knicks are, I think they're going to make some type of move here because how many first round picks do you need to draft? I mean, they don't need to have all these first round picks that they have too. So Tate, I am rolling with the five pickers. I actually think this guy, uh, I think Matherin uh, mm-hmm. out of Arizona is a perfect fit for Cade Cunningham, uh, a three and D uh, rangy guy uh, who is a high character guy. And by From what I've uh, red here with uh, the Pistons is that uh, their GM likes high character guys. Matherin fits that bill, and he's a guy that doesn't need the ball to play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he could play off the ball, and really he can elevate Cunningham's terrific all around game. I think he'd be a great fit. He's starting to climb up the boards here, and fifth the fifth with the fifth pick is it's a little bit of a reach right now, plus two eighty. To go fifth, but he's starting to pop up on some people's boards uh, at the fifth spot, which wasn't the case uh, two weeks ago. Uh, he's creeping up. Probably his average draft position is six. So, again, I am, that's why I'm getting plus 280 here.
0: Yeah. But I think he's a great fit for the Pistons at five. I do like the idea before you weigh in, Tay, that that uh – a GM has to actually come out and say he likes high-character guys? Like, what, would, what would be, like, no, 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 we want a guy who every Saturday night we're going to find him passed out behind a dumpster at Applebee's, the, the, right there. I <laughs> think
3: meaning that this guy they find exceptional gotcha. with yeah. okay. his character. Like, right. They find him it, to be uh, a, an exceptional brand of character, a guy who's going to work hard. Like You're not going to have any issues with this guy ever.
0: I like Matherin. I don't know how frigate Ari- that Arizona team lost to anybody.
4: Uh, Tate, how do you feel about this pick? I'm still upset that Houston beat him, but uh, you know, the yeah. Cougars, I think should be a dark horse for the title next year. They're playing the championship oh. in Houston, Harry Perka. Yeah. I'm not talking about point I guards t- anymore. Um, <laughs>
1: I think the second second overall in the odds of win the championship next Yeah, there
4: you go. But, uh, yeah, Ben Matherin, I like that. I mean, they, he like you said, he's a high-character guy. He's also, you know, Titus and I joke on our show, we we go through players and we ask if they have that dog in them. Ben Matherin has that dog in him. Right. <laughs> he definitely uh, will go at anybody, and he also, um, you know, would fit well in Detroit, and Troy Weaver, the GM there, he's always been good at spotting talent. This is a guy that, you know, spotted Kevin Durant um, working, you know, for the Sonic back then and then Russell Westbrook and James Harden so he knows how to <laughs> find talent so um, yeah I mean Matherin at five would be great there but you know Murray if Murray's still there I worry about that too because I know they do like Murray so hmm.
0: all right there you go Brian well, you and I yeah. have uh, over under picks here
2: um, under 11 and a half for Griffin yeah, under 11 and a half for, for Tate's boy, A.J. Griffin. Uh, it seems like with him, the, the biggest issue, right, is, is health. Uh, it seems like he had a little lot of little nagging injuries. But, you know, how many times does an 18-year-old freshman come in and shoot 45% from three right away? Typical kind of wing in today's NBA. You know, he'll be able to guard on the perimeter. And, and a lot of people think there's more to his offensive game than just shooting threes. And when you look at, I mean, I've looked at 4 billion mock drafts. Um, it seems like, you know, it seems like that's where they have him slotted for the Knicks right now. I do feel like this could be one of those, like, you know, he could potentially get in the top 10 if, if a team is looking, you know, whether it's the Pelicans or something, looking for a good fit for some type of shooter on their team. I, you know, I like it. And right, right now it's like plus 111 for him to go under 11 and a half. So that's worse than, so that's 12 and below. Mm. Yeah. I mean, or or uh, 11 and below, right? Oh, yeah. 11. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. ele- yeah, yeah. 12 under. and below. Yeah.
0: 11 and a half? Is that what you said? Yeah, under
2: 11 and a half, though. Oh, under
0: 11 and a half. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Yep
4: sorry
3: I'll get I, that <laughs> yeah. I like that I like that so I think 12, Brian's good on. Right.
2: Yeah. that's
4: a good I, one I, I like, that's a very good one I like that too because like I could even see a team uh, like the Spurs even you know maybe jumping yeah. and saying we like AJ Griffin we worked him out he looked great and he is one of those guys where, I mean, he had 27 points in the first game at Carolina when Duke blew Carolina out and he was the difference in the game. And the reason why Carolina won the next two games is because Leahy black basically just followed him around the court. Right. And and he was a freshman and he was like, I've never had, you know, a grown man that 22 years old hailing me. That's the only thing that would worry me as an NBA team with AJ Griffin. But I think he probably learned a major lesson in that and we'll get better. And his dad, Adrian Griffin obviously played in the NBA, um, has great connections with lots of guys. AJ has played with a lot of these guys, knows a lot of these guys, knows the 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 game within the game, so to speak. So, if you're a franchise and you want to have a a, a complimentary star, I don't think he's a number one guy. He's a number two, number three guy. And, and you're a team like the Pelicans, like you said, that already has number one and number two. I think he'd be great there. Great fit. All right
0: let me round it up it's gonna to be tough for all of us to win here because we have <laughs> Harry saying four Parley Kid picking the exact number five Brother <laughs> Bry has Griffin going in the top 11. I have Johnny Davis top 10 minus 135. now I think 10 and a half under is minus 130 if you wanted to go there a little hint hint that's the way to go but six five shooting guard out of Wisconsin Big 10 player of the year. By the way, if you're a big 10 player of the year and your game translates to the NBA, you probably should be a top 10 player, right? Mm. Average 20 and eight. Everything I see, again, like Brother Brian, read a million mocks. New Orleans, number eight, or Washington, number 10, best fit. Wizards were the first to work him out a couple of months ago. Uh, they took Sam Decker, the Wizards, four years ago from Wisconsin. Our boy, Kevin Harlan, son, son-in-law. Did you happen to see that tape when Kevin Harlan called uh, Harry's dribbling? No, I did not see oh, that. Oh, oh I got to send that to Lisa. Oh, <laughs> oh you're going to love it. Fantastic. Uh, yes. Our uh, moment of the year. Johnny Davis. Uh, very impressive. Very impressive. <laughs> I'm he's sure. been compared to uh, Ginobili. Not Harry. Johnny Davis. De- we're back with Johnny Davis. He's a Josh Hart type. I've heard Chris Middleton's name thrown out there. He had a late season ankle injury, which kind of hindered his uh, explosiveness. One of the few players to go in the top 10 that's not a one and done guy. I think Johnny Davis either. Now, watch the Knicks take him at 11, and uh, that'll screw everything up for all of us, right?
4: But I like him top 10. What I like him. Take? I like him. Like you said, the Wizards feel that feels like a team that would take Johnny. Uh, we call him Johnny Basketball on our show. I mean, he was a show all year, he was great. Um, you know, he's fun to watch the ankle injury. If you only watch the tournament or late in the year, you would probably be like, how is this guy a top 10 pick? And it was obviously because he was hurt, but when he got it going, he looked great. And his freshman year, he was not that guy and he developed. And I think if you're an NBA team, that has to be encouraging, right? He, I think he averaged seven points per game his freshman year. And then, like you said, goes up to 20. His sophomore year is the best player in the big 10. And, you know, arguably the best player in the country, obviously Sheboy won one national player of the year, but Johnny Davis was in that conversation. So, um, I think he's a top 10 pick. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he goes eight, nine, 10, somewhere in that range. So that, that right. that's what I would expect.
0: Well, forget about our dumb picks. What do you like, <laughs> Tate? I'm giving you a free bet, $300 bet for coming on here. Mm. Um, is there anyone, well, you know, so they have odds for players to be in the top 10 and they're, you could take a big swing, right? With uh, Mark Williams, at plus 480. Agbaji plus 210 is nice. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, 22 to one. Is there someone, we're not mentioning that can sneak into the top ten, or do you just want to go with uh, one of these players over unders, like an AJ Griffin or Matherin or uh, Dyson
4: Daniels? What, what like are that. the odds on Jalen Duran? Uh, to be what
2: top uh, top, 10? top ten top ten, 10. Is plus one hundred and five. Yeah, he's right there. About I'll take eight.
4: I'll take that. I want Jalen Duran like. top ten. Okay, where do you think he goes? I think he goes to the Spurs. All right, plus one hundred and five. That's a fun one. All right. Dan and man, if, if you were to ask me who the top two play, not that anybody is, but if you were to ask me who the top two players I are. I didn't
0: have that on the list of questions. So like maybe <laughs> I think, someone, I think, I think, I think someone
4: Bill asked it. you, didn't he? Yeah, Simmons asked. That's my for my, seven, for my top two players in the draft as far as like what they could be superstar based on their mm-hmm. their athleticism and everything, it's Jaden Ivy one and Jalen Duran two. I, I think those two really? guys wow. are, uh, are are really impressive. In fact, if I had the number one pick, I'd be hard pressed not to, not to tip me to take one of those two guys.
0: Wow. Mm, wow. Interesting. That is, uh, that is big news. I mean, it's not that big. We'll probably get like 6,000 views, but, uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're going to break that out and show uh, all the public. Well, it's what also is interesting. I'm seeing a lot of teams or a lot of mocks have Charlotte has the 13 and 15. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Yeah. I'm seeing Jalen Duran go into Charlotte. I also Mm. am seeing you going to Charlotte Tate. Nobody wants to coach that. Do you want that head coaching gig? (laughs) They may force it on you.
4: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, it, look, I, boy? I love not? the Carolina Hornets. You know, shout out to Mitch Kupchak. Uh, shout out to Michael Jordan. I want them to figure it out. I, I I, respect that Kenny Atkinson was like, I will not do this. I would much rather win championships with Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't really blame him for that. That makes a lot of sense to me. I would I would like to do that, too. Um, I think that the best move for Michael Jordan is to hire Roy Williams. I think uh, you no. know we're already the Carolina Hornets. Roy Williams should have coached in the NBA. He's a great coach. LaMelo balls not well, staying anyway. I don't do that to Roy Williams. No, we so just you're... give Roy Williams like three years at the helm. We just let him, you know, what are the uh, Hornets doing anyway? Do we, we, it should just be our playground, our NBA playground for the Carolina Hornets. And uh, then we <laughs> might change our name to the North Carolina Hornets and we might just start wearing Carolina blue um, and let Roy Williams coach. I just want to see Roy Williams coach again. And Michael Jordan, yeah. you know, that's who recruited him. So. Uh, that's my big fix, but it sounds like they're going to hire D'Antoni.
0: Well, actually um, I'm getting breaking news from Woj. Um, Mr. K is going to meet with the Charlotte. Oh, about
4: that. <laughs> See, that's, that's my like nightmare. A, oh, wow. That's my nightmare. I wanted Mr. K to go to the Lakers just so I can watch that. <laughs> that old drama play well, out. I have to they,
0: say, Darren, uh, Bry, You know, we have, we're good friends with this guy, Alec, who I don't I don't want to you know, give too much out, but if he owned part of the team, the Hornets and Tate coached, we'd have to be all in on the Hornets, right? It'd be the, It'd be the greatest three weeks of our lives until Tate got fired. i, don't, I, don't I
3: honestly all in and only because of Tate. And it had nothing to do with that.
0: Okay. I'm in. Good. I love it. All right, Tate. So good to have you. Plus 105, Jalen Duran. Uh, to make the top 10. It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. NBA drafts. One of your, uh, one of your favorite nights of the year, would you say?
4: It's yeah. I mean, I always have a good time. I always remember the 2009 draft. That was my favorite draft when the Minnesota Timberwolves took four guards, including uh-huh. two North Carolina guards. They took uh, Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Flint. And that was the yep. funniest draft I, I've ever witnessed. And uh, yeah, I still remember it to this day, obviously. So uh, yeah, it's always a, a, a you know, and as a college basketball guy, it's like you get to see the players that you you, you fall in love with. You get to see them kind of realize their dreams, yeah. so that's always fun.
0: Well, too. you must have loved that. You love guards. All you do is talk about guards, point guards. And protectors. Tate, who is there the uh Where's Johnny D-
1: Flynn on that list, Tate? Uh, it's
0: Johnny
3: Flynn. D. Another Syracuse bust. <laughs> Another Syracuse bust. Tay, who's the next UNC guy to get drafted inside like the top— Five hundred, you know, who's the next guy? I mean, Caleb love,
4: Caleb love will be, I think, a lottery guy next year. I really do believe okay. that. Um, I think he's gonna have a good year. I do think that uh, Gigi Jackson, the number one player in the country in 2023, right. coming to go. North Carolina, he's, he's playing really well for Team gotcha. USA. I think he's gonna come and uh, he okay. should be a top three pick. So good, Hubert Davis go. is getting it, getting it figured out.
0: Yes, he is. Well, Tate, like I said, we love having you terrific uh for you to come on here okay. you want to plug anything you're leaving saturday you're going back <laughs> to carolina you want to plug the the airline you're taking i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah. it'll maybe, maybe miraculously you won't be delayed so <laughs> on saturday
4: yeah please please don't let that happen delta um yeah no <laughs> it's just great to be here titus and tate is the podcast i also do a new show a daily sports show with wondery called starting five that i'm a co-host of so you can check that out mm. but uh otherwise great to be with uh my favorite group of people and as uh, always i'm glad jim cunningham is not here yeah, I think we can all say he that was we, calling uh, me. He we're... was calling me yesterday for some reason. I don't know. He's really? always calling Harry. He's always yeah, calling. Yeah. I
0: mean, he only gets one call from
1: jail.
4: You would think he would waste it on Harry.
0: <laughs> can you believe Harry's still married, Tate?
4: I'm so proud of him. We missed you, Tate. We missed you there. Yeah, we you really blew really that
0: did. off. You made up some COVID reason or yeah. something. What Co- was that? COVID <laughs> is my
4: nightmare. COVID is my nightmare. I, I'm 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 over it. I'm de- I I have like okay. at home tests, but you know. I know oh, it's the worst, but yeah, yeah I hated not ball. being there. And I'm sorry. Jim was there yet again. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Tate the great Tate Frazier. Thanks for coming on, pal. Thanks, Appreciate thanks, it. Dave. Thanks Tate. Love it. Eight. <laughs> all right. Oh, he's the greatest, right? Oh, so good. Oh, yep. he's the greatest. Tate Frazier. Good job. Yeah. We missed yep. him at your wedding, Harry. I know your brother ended up taking all the bridesmaids, but it would have been a competition. <laughs> uh, had Tate been around. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's uh, get into the NHL. There is a game tonight, game four. We're going to do our five-minute frenzy tonight. So this is, will there be a goal scored in the first five minutes? You could bet this on Fandle, and we're betting the yes. You know, with basketball, we'd go back and forth. We'd alternate who picked the team. We have to bet the yes. The yes is plus 190. It's easier. It's more fun to root for a goal. Then we don't blame anyone. We're all going yes. We're all in. Now, I get it. It's not likely that a goal was scored, right? Brian, if you do the math in the first five, if there was a goal every five minutes, the under would be 12. And that's why we're
2: getting close to two to one odds. Um, I know, but you got to like it in an avalanche game, right? I mean, yeah, that's cool. true. Right. Not only right. that,
0: well, it's only coming once, I think in the last, in the first three games. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it was at that, that seven nothing game. But I believe there's been a power play in the first five minutes every game. I believe there has. The refs are not swallowing their whistles. They're making a point to stay on top of the game early. That's why I think we're in a decent shape with the nine no, like tonight. Who knows? We'll check it out. We'll try it on Twitter. We'll uh, we'll yell like crazy, Harry. You'll be wearing a robe. I don't even know uh, what to expect from you with these. Good. All right. I might. Game I four, might. Lightning. Definitely should
1: be more excited than the basketball.
0: Lightning and <laughs> Avs minus 110. Uh, either way, pick them game. Over under six. The series has the Avs favored minus 300 plus 240 on the take back for the Lightning. Uh, I'm going Lightning here. You know, I have them at 11 to one. Mikey Meatballs has them uh, around that. Maybe 13 to one. Brother Bry, you have them to win the series. They have to, I think, win this game to uh, be victorious and hoist the cup next week. Lightning minus one and a half is plus two twenty tonight. Three of their last four wins have been by two goals. Five of their last eight have been by two or more goals. Obviously, six two last game was an easy puck line winner. Harry, you have them just to win at minus one ten.
1: Yeah, just going to take a minus one ten. Had them with you uh, in the last game too. I said in the last spot on Monday, uh, discuss this game. They would probably show the heart of a lion in game three, and they did. Uh, They were fantastic. They knocked Darcy Kemper uh, out of the game. Um, They are 8-0 in the eight home games in the playoffs, 14-1 in the last 15 playoff games at home. It was good to see the offense after just having 16 shots in game two uh, really uh, erupt. They had five guys in game three with three or more shots uh, taken. Um, Kucharev was fantastic. Maroon, Paul. Uh, Bog- uh put up big numbers and <laughs> trying to defensively.
0: Bryce having and, uh, a good time put up, with put up uh, Offensive <laughs>
1: numbers too. Harry they likes to say Kucherev. Everybody
0: contributed. You say Kucherev a lot. It's Kucherov, right? Mm. I don't know. All yeah. right, we'll figure it out. Uh, but- Bri- Harry says a lot of offense. probably you like offense? You won with this the other
2: day. Over six, yeah, but with this back-to-back games over six, I'm going to stick with it. I do like the Lightning tonight again, but I do not want to jinx you two doing this. Uh, But so far, there's been 22 goals, and yet 19 of those have come in the first two periods in these three games. So these these games have hit or you know tied the over, gone over the over in the second period. Um, Last last game was the first time in seven games that the Avalanche hadn't scored four goals. They've gone over an 11 of 17 postseason games so far. Both teams are going to get, that's the thing. Both teams will get a lot of high quality opportunities in this game. It's And it's possible that the Lightning, you know, they they rattled Kemper in that game. It's possible early on in this game too, if they get a couple of quick goals, uh, that could be trouble for the Avalanche. So I want to stick with this. I, I do think... Avalanche maybe a little bit better offensively, but uh, so, you know, Tampa's putting up plenty of goals too. All right. Parley kid, reaching here, a
0: tie, mm-hmm. plus 320. It's going to end up tied mm-hmm. after regular. Well, this isn't good for my bet. I can't win minus one and a half. I can't right. win. <laughs> Can I went well, 5-3 we, in overtime. I think we're all... No, well, I, I talked can't. about
3: this yesterday. If you, in yeah. Judging by the line, obviously the odds makers think this is a coin flip game too. Yeah. And I think this game reverts back to where it's going to be a back and forth game. And it's going to be a a closely uh, contested contest. So, um, yeah, this is, again, this isn't, uh, you don't need much of an analysis here to take this bet. I just feel like the game is going to be close. More of a feel uh, today uh, for me uh, in this game. I just think the last two games have been so lopsided. I think this one just plays closer. So I'm rolling (laughs) the dice to say uh, this game is going to go to overtime uh and in regulation will be tied at plus
0: 320. All right, And game 1 paid uh paid out. I think it was about the same plus 320, right? Went to overtime for a minute at That's least. Correct. And uh, uh Avalanche won that one. All right, let's pick our props here. Harry Stamkos to score two or more goals. Wow, plus 920.
1: Yeah, let's take a shot here. Uh look, Tampa got the win. They got their mojo back. Uh Stamkos had uh a goal in game 3 on five shots. Easily could have had more. Um He has scored uh, at least one goal in four straight home playoff games. He had both goals in game six uh, in the 2-1 win versus the Rangers in Tampa. He had two goals at home in game three versus four in the playoffs this year. Uh, Totally capable of doing it again, especially with the shaky Colorado goal play lately. Um, it, It was in game three. Two goals or more, plus 920. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, put some shots on net, Tampa. That, that's the way to do it. I mean, if you have 16 shots, you're not going to win, right? Let's rattle these goalies a little bit. Get in a 25 range, and that would be, uh, well, not necessarily good for you, brother Brian. You have Vasileski over 32.5 saves, but the other way, if we see, you know, big offense both ways, looser, more open game, you're good for this yeah, one, Yeah, we right? could
2: see big offensive again like we did in game three here. You know, I, I like the over 32.5 for Vasileski. Look, the Avalanche in their last... 10 games have averaged 39 shots per game, right? It's something crazy. You know, they had 39, 30, 38, 42, 43, 44, 47, the last seven games. But, you know, I think Vasilevsky is going to have to be great tonight for Tampa to win. I do think, again, Colorado just comes at you in waves. I think they're going to put up a lot of shots. I do think Vasilevsky is going to be very good tonight. Um, So, you know, Based on just those numbers alone, you know, they had 30, I think they yeah 39 shots in, in game one, 38 in game three. Um, so I, I think that's, I think they're going to probably push it close to 40 again, especially after losing game three. So I think Vassalos gets a ton of, a uh, ton of stops in this one.
0: There you go. And I'm looking at the cons, my thoughts, he's five to one odds. Mm. The favorite as far as lightning go. Kale McCard, minus 155. Parley Kid has something to say about McCarr, 155. Vasilski's uh, five yeah, to one. McKinnon's minus one
3: fifty
0: five. That's Stamkos, good for me. Stamco. Uh I just wrote down the top four. Kucherov is uh, plus six fifty. Stamkos is is after that. It's 10. in ten or eight. Let me say here. Oh, Harry shit. It took me out of my flow here. Stanley Cup. There you go. All right. Stamkos is twenty five
2: to one. (laughs) Oh, that much! (laughs) Wow, Wow.
1: Wow. Had a a goal and assist
2: last game. That's weird that it dropped off that much. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think
0: they look at more the more good games Vasilevsky has, he's going to be the guy, right? For Tampa Bay, but um, that's just how it is. But Kale McCarr, you like him tonight, Paul? Yeah, Cal
3: McCarr, and I'm glad to hear he's minus one fifty five because I gave him out uh, at the start of the series at plus one eighty five. So that that's looking better and better. I'm um, taking McCarr over uh four shots at plus one thirty eight uh he has gone over this in four out of his last five uh and uh six out of his last nine and I do believe he bounces back with a a big game. I know he had two assists last game, but he was minus three McCarr. Mm. uh that's almost unheard of uh for the for the Norris trophy winner uh here right for the, uh, the awards
0: went out for, last night for the uh, yep. best
3: defenseman uh rightfully so. Certainly deserve that uh, award this year. Uh, you know, so after that uh, very subpar performance, uh, I think he gets uh, back to his groove here offensively and defensively. And uh, he's always putting the puck on net. So yeah. um, I, I like getting a plus number with the four shots. He's going to be right around this, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Hey, I by the way, with the awards going out last night, Spaghetti, congratulations, Igor wins for Bud Scully. I mean, you must have been losing your mind, right, when that was announced.
1: Oh, it, that award was such a lock uh <laughs> I, I already started congratulating myself months back so oh, wow but it All was right. good to officially uh get in see him happy and i'm happy for the rangers seem to be you know they're a tight-knit group and everyone was very happy for igor to win that
0: there you go uh damage Chuck took a shot at you though what did he say when, when igor got hit what did he do what do you like call him like a flop or something i mean he's just he's no, just he said post it was it was uh It was delivered posthumously because he had him like he showed a picture of him laying prone on the ice against uh, against Carolina. Who was it against? He's like, rest in peace. He would have loved this award. I don't know. Remember when he went down and he was down? Yeah, that was the the
1: Carolina series. I mean, look, just more shots from from Dave and the the, the salty (laughs) Pittsburgh people. And it's like they wish they had this roster going forward and their time has come to an end. And it's that's that's the fact.
0: Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. I may have to bring that up to him. Um, and he's still upset about game one in Pittsburgh. I <laughs> don't blame him. Uh, hey, uh, kid, I'm, I'm glad you brought up plus minus and Makar. I am going. Have we bet this at all on this podcast? The no. Pl- you could bet no. the plus minuses. I know I'm pulling a Harry here because it's minus 160. But if you go under a half, which is where they set the line for plus minus on all these players, they're all going to be minus. They're all between minus 160 and minus 200. Um, now I'll explain plus minus people should know if they listen, what, what it is. It's your number when you're on the ice. So if your team scores three goals while you're on the ice and allows two goals, you get a plus one, right? If there's no goals scored while you're on the ice, you get a zero. So the under makes sense. That's why it's favored. Uh, you're likely going to get a zero. Uh, Miko Ratnan, six of the last nine, he's gone under a half, 10 of the hmm. last 14. He took a zero, Seven wow. times these playoffs, he was stuck with a minus two the last game. He hasn't scored in three games. They've neutralized him around the net. I think this is a good number for him. I'm just excited to be betting plus minuses, Harry. I'm surprised you're not on these. You know, you you have like power play points under and stuff like that. Plus minus could be fun to root for.
1: Sure. I'll let you have that one. Okay, I like thanks. the power play one. All right. That I'll take good. that one. Power right. play One's
0: good. There you go. We're doing the uh, five minute frenzy tonight. Hopefully, that'll be fun. I'm not going to be too excited if the Avs score. I have to say, this is not like basketball where right. we could have money on the Warriors, true, but true. if the Celtics get to 10, point. we're going
2: crazy because we no, know basketball we game. We'll get excited. It's plus, no, 190. plus 190. Let's, so. let's
1: no, get a power right. play. Let's, let's get a power play for Tampa Bay in the first five. That'd be great. That's
0: it. That's what I'm saying. They, they, uh, the refs have uh, not been shy about calling. Power plays early. So there you go. Five-minute frenzy. We'll have a trivia question, hockey-related, to have uh, one of our followers play along with us. But otherwise, check in with us. 8 p.m. So it's 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. puck drop, uh, puck drop. right? That's what it is tonight? I think it is. Eastern time. That's correct. 8-10, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says 8-10. All right, so there you go. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta for Master Tate Frazier for nice. Eddie Spaghetti, Mikey Meatballs, and Babyface Joel Solomon. I'm Sal. So thanks so long and happy handicapping. <inaudible>